You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. You're listening to Inside Real Estate, where we go deep into the minds of real estate professionals. Here are your hosts, Paul and Sal. What's up, everyone? We're back and better and change. We're a little different, right, a little Sal? A little bit. Yeah, so uh, we've got uh, new digs. New digs. We got Mr. Tony Raffin from Remax first. How are you, sir? In the house, baby, wired up on my second cup. <laughs> of what? <laughs> Coffee. Uh, so you've got myself, Paul Fossilakis. You've got early. Salvatore Cusmano. You've got Tony Raffin and a special guest today. Also, Mr. Uh, Brad Weisgerber, the youper himself. How are he you, sir? He is not a human. No, he's, he's inhuman. Am, he's superhuman. I am human. Yeah. Uh, some call me a caveman, but I'm yeah. doing well this morning. Superhuman. So, he came in barefoot just in case you guys not are barefoot. understanding yeah. where the okay. caveman is. Right, right. Hi, Jacob. Hey, AJ. Are you shouting people out? We're doing a show. Oh, I'm sorry. So, <laughs> so obviously, let's let's address the elephant in the room. Uh, why you got to look at <laughs> elephant? And I gained weight. Uh, so let's address the elephant in the room. Sal and I, and a few other, and, and Brad, we uh, we have changed our venues. I'm very proud to say that we've started our own company. It Congratulations! Was, thank you. It was a very difficult Thanks, decision. It wasn't easy. Um, love what we had going on at the last place we were at, but the reality is we we had an opportunity to do something for ourselves, and we're doing it. And uh, this is our first podcast under the new new ownership of Omega Lending. So um, I'm proud to say that we are the owners of Omega Lending, and uh, this is it. Did the Greek name have anything to do with the Greek? Background? Dude, it wasn't even my call, man. <laughs> the da- the Italian a, guy said that it was a suggestion. It was. I suggested it. Sal seconded it, and everybody kind of went along with it. It's easy, right? So, uh, so Tony, how you doing, man? Tell us, a, tell us a little bit about your background. I mean, obviously we had you on the old show, uh, but now you know we're, we're we're inside real estate now. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the business, man. God, that's a tough one, man. It, you, you know, know you got to talk into the mic, man. I thought I was talking no. in the mic. I'm not loud enough. No. Okay. Uh, you know what? Real estate. It, it was. I was selling cell phones when they first came out. It was crazy. Bag phones, right? Bag phones. Well, they were. I was before bag phones. They were car phones at the time. Wow. So uh, we got rid of that. Hold this for me. <laughs> sure. Oh, right oh my God. Yeah. I can't <laughs> hold my own. I mean, so Jesus. Uh, so w- once uh, <laughs> once I got rid of the cell phone gig, uh, I got into construction. And it's like this is no fun, and I'm really a salesman. So um, I watched my friends that were all rich and lived on the lake, and I said, I want to live on the lake. Yeah. So. I uh, bought a house on the lake, and then I became a salesperson. <laughs> so uh, I started in uh, 1990. I got my license in 1990. Salvatore was four years old, I think. Three. A legit. No, serious? Two. 1990. Wow. I've been yeah, doing this two. way too freaking Whoa. long. <laughs> Selling at the same uh, age. So I yeah, started out, and uh, I did it part time while I was uh, running my tire store, and then while I w- and then I owned a bunch of chain of tobacco stores, and I'm like, I really like doing this way better, and I started doing really good instead of being a cashier at my own you know, party <laughs> store owner, basically, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. So I got out and I did that, and it, it was uh, it worked out really really well. And then I started working at Remax in 2000, March of 2000. And in 2007, I bought the company. Mm-hmm. And then in 2013, I marched with Remax first. Yo! And uh, all right, oh, that was a shout was out to just, Remax first. Just have an epileptic <laughs> seizure? What was that? Jeez. And uh, we merged, and now we've got five offices, six offices. 
Royal Oak, Chesterfield, Warren, Shelby Township, Clinton Township, St. Clair Shore. Six offices. Wow, God, man. I, can't, I got to count every once in a while. Yeah, we did really well. And uh, we got a great bunch of people. We got about 150 agents in our six offices. And I can truly say this about Remax over probably everybody else. We've got true professionals. We go deep. Yeah. We're not just 500 people in one office and 10 people do the work. We've got 150 agents that are badass agents and they're out there watching us right now. And you guys rock the, out of the park. I appreciate being with a great team like you guys. That's awesome, man. I mean, you've had success. And Sal, we see a lot of agents that are just getting into mm-hmm. the business. Obviously, you, you've you gone through the ups and downs. You you went through the uh, the meltdown, as we as we call it, right? Yes. Um, what? has given you the ability to be successful in a really competitive industry. I mean, everybody wants to be an, uh, an agent, right? Not all of them. I mean, they say, what is the the stat? Like the top 10% do like 90% of the work or whatever it is, right? <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. Right. So like what caused you to have the ability to have success in a really competitive market, right? I mean, changed to the ch- change to what we had to do. Uh, when the economy started getting bad, I remember one of my secretaries saying, you got to stay retail. And I'm like, no, we need to go into wholesale. We need to unload this stuff. And we know the inventory is coming up. The values are dropping. And we've got to do, we, we got to get into the, into the REO uh, sector. Henceforth, uh, you know, the, the dip that started, everybody thinks it started in 09, but they forgot the nine years leading up to that. And we started, I remember I did my first REOs in 2000 and I had three of them and I watched them all year long. One of them was redeemed and the other two I sold. So you're, you're doing, you started out with three REOs back in 2000. And by 2009, I sold 800 homes in one year. You know, people are like, that's phenomenal. It's like, it's just, it's building the system and integrating everything to works with it. It's still the same way, basically what we do today. Uh, knowing that there's still some REO out there and we do a little bit, but right. we had to change to go back to retail. Well, you got to be nimble, right? I think that's what you're saying. You, you have to be a be, chameleon. Yeah. You, today ha- it's green. We get in the green room. Tomorrow so, it's black. The, the, the next day it's gray. So something Real sell- states a lot like Michigan weather. <laughs> yeah, oh, we've had, yeah. We've had four seasons oh, this year yeah. or this weekend. We've had four seasons. Right. We went from Dude. 14 degrees to 73 degrees to sunshine to rain to snow to sleet. Can we yeah. just talk about that for one second? I mean, off topic. Like, yeah. like we've had six months of winter, dude. Six months. Yeah, six I, months. I think broken t- though. Today feels par for the course. Crazy, though, right? It's uh, it's April. It's yeah. Today's uh, a rainy season. It's cloudy. a nice day. It's a little yeah. cloudy, like Seattle or All something right, like right, that. Right. Yeah. I mean, but so I mean, Sal. One thing that we always talk about is like what got us here won't get us there, right? So like yeah. we have to be able to say, yeah, this worked for a little while, and then we like we have to adapt to yeah. changing circumstances. Otherwise, you will. Like wither away. You could be the number one loan officer, agent, whatever mm-hmm. it is, whatever profession you are, football player, basketball. If you're not willing to adapt to change very quickly, if you're just stuck in your ways, you will not survive in my opinion. Right. Well, I think you always have to concentrate on the the blocking and tackling, right? Like the fundamentals of our business, but you have to change your place. Well, when people think that you're looking for the smoother path, the blocks, the tackles, the hurdles, those are the path. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. Mm-hmm. You got to jump over things. You got to go around things. You got to go through the hurdles. You got to be resilient. That's the path. It's just like I, I said, what did I open this morning up with? Uh, I know where I came from, but I'm gone from there because I need. I know where I need to go. Right. Like that's where I came from, but I'm I'm, not, I'm gone. I'm gone. Yeah. That's kind of, yeah. uh, kind of like, vu. Yeah. That's kind of what yeah. we did. Right. Yeah. So, um, I mean, obviously in our market right now, the biggest, the big story is we could talk about a lot of different things, but the biggest story right now is the lack of inventory, right? It's tough 
to find a house right now. And here's what I get annoyed with. And, 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 you, and we could talk about this, but real estate agents kind of like, uh, I see all these posts on Facebook, like, oh, I sold this house, house in three days. I'm like, congrats, dude. It's not that big of a deal right now. Did you yeah. get your buyer the house, right? That's the hard part. Yes. Mm-hmm. Winning and like against 15 other offers, a good agent is getting those deals done where, you know, it's not that hard to sell a house right now. So yeah. I don't care. Don't, don't prop yourself out for doing the easy stuff, man. Tell me about the buyer that you went up, that you took to, 15 houses, beat out 15 other offers, and you got the deal done for them. We just lost one uh, Sunday night. We had Yeah, a, you talked to me. About oh, that. my God. I wanted to kill this guy. I'm thinking, is this unethical? We make an offer. We're full price, 20% down, conventional. Nice, clean, simple deal. Mm-hmm. No crap. And there was four offers on the table. And we're talking a $300,000 house. So it's not something that I would say is a basic necessity. But it was a downsize from gross point. So he says, yeah, your, your, your deal's perfect. You got it. We'll give you the deal. I'll get you all the documents in the morning. Needless to say, agents pay close attention. He didn't get me the deal. At 1130 that night, he got an offer that said, we'll give you $2,000 more than your highest offer. Escalation Whoa. clause. That is bullshit. So for those of you that don't <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. so a, a little known tool in, in your arsenal as, a, as an agent is you can put in an offer at whatever and say, and put in what's called an escalation clause, which mm-hmm. we see a lot now. Not a lot of people use saying, I'll give you $2,000 over the highest price. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's like- It's almost uh, like a right of first refusal or something. Almost. Yeah, kind right. Of, yeah. I mean, it, I remember uh, bidding on eBay for things like that, right? Like your 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 bid would be a dollar or 50 cents higher than- Set a max. You know, but technically, you when, maximum, we do, when we do it- most you're willing to pay. When we do it as a real estate <clears> agents, <throat> when you give somebody an offer- that's an offer. That's a firm offer. Right. To throw that escalation clause in it, as you call it, and I, I will give kudos to Al Block at uh, at Remax First, who is also the president of uh, GMAR. I think it's GMAR. Yeah, it's GMAR. Please, Al, forgive me if I'm wrong. But uh, knowing that you've got this escalation clause in it, which is actually, uh, I would say, almost unethical. It really is. It's almost unethical. It's a hell of a... Uh, Hell of a tactic. Yeah, yeah, but you got to be scrappy, dude. I don't. I can't knock it. No, I, I, and I'm not. You know and I mean? I'm not knocking it. Right. I get it. Well, I get what you're how saying. How does that hey, work? If you're willing to pay 305, why don't you just make your offer 305? Right. Exactly. So right. what I told the why guy play is, the game? why don't why don't we? I'm going to make my offer. You know, twenty thousand dollars over asking, and let him go two grand over that, just to <laughs> right. mess with this guy, fuck him up or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Well, excuse my French, <laughs> yeah. dude. I'm we getting pissed. Right? You know, we 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 close a lot of deal. We close a lot of freaking deals. Yeah. But at the end of the day, how do you? Compete with a guy like this that's playing games. Can I ask, is it all it is a game? Can I ask you as a question, Sal? What happens when there's double escalation clauses? What do you do? Well, who's got the highest one, right? Right. Because I would say that you would pit the two against each other. Hey, well, you can't really do that because one will escalate. They'll just keep escalating. Keep going. It's, it's, in perpetuity. Well, but if, well, if one is, is one is three hundred five and the other one's escalation clause is up to three ten, right? The no, guy, they, he he said two thousand dollars higher. Than, than any the, other offer any, that comes right. in. There was no max. Any. And no appraisal contingency. Now figure this out. And then the guy's an underwriter at Quicken Loans. So I figured, let's go way over asking <laughs> and stick the guy up as yin yang. And now, now we go back to reality. So who are we helping? Are we helping my client, the buyer, or his client, the seller? You know, so we got to remember where our, our uh, fiduciary responsibility stands. So does that get disclosed to you then when you put an offer in, the other agent will tell you, hey, Thanks for the offer. I have an escalation clause. Um, 
a pending escalation clause offer right now. So you know that going into it, so you can just keep jacking the price up. No, I didn't know it going into it. He ended up using my offer. Yeah, of course. So with with knowing that he used my offer, it was almost um, privacy. uh, What do you say? A a privacy? Invasion uh, of privacy. Yeah. So one of the things I think you guys might want to do and and everybody out there, make sure your offer is not seen by anybody and put it in the contract. My offer shall not be used. uh, It shall not be shown to anybody but the buyer, the seller. And the agents involved or the brokers involved right. because otherwise we end up getting screwed and then they use our offer against us. Right. right. And with that escalation clause, that's right? If I wrote an escalation clause, I would want to see the signed offer Absolutely. of the other buyer. And that's the whole idea. The guy so wanted to see the right? offer. So knowing he couldn't see the – knowing he could see my offer, <clears throat> we got screwed and he, he brought it over asking because we were the only ones at asking price mm. and this mm-hmm. guy was $2,000 higher. This is just wow. so indicative of our market. Like it is cutthroat. I I mean, we're talking like like agents going at it. And this is a prime example. Like this is where, and I did a, a thing on this. This is where an agent actually shows their worth. Like you need a good agent in this market because a good agent knows how to navigate all this stuff. Right. And even if you're a good agent, you're getting like sideswiped with stuff that you've never really dealt with before because it's it's all cutthroat well, right I, now. And I think the uh, the appraisal waiver is kind of a double-edged sword. So in one sense, right? If they waive the appraisal and that value does go higher, it does help the comps in the neighborhood, right? Because it actually sold for above and beyond right. what that appraisal value came at. He's helping everyone else out. kind of plays into the market, right? People are looking to uh, bid higher and are willing to pay higher than what that appraise- appraisal may come in at. So then you have a solid comp that may be sold at 305, right? So it changes the whole market. Yeah. But on the other side of that, right? I mean, <laughs> well, the other side people of it are is still new- overpaying what... And, and it's tough because an appraisal goes on the past, right? It doesn't go on the future. So where so. do you guys see the market coming right now? As far right as now, what? Well, right now we are at record highs. Not for everything. Not for our high-end market. But our – Values, our, you mean? Our, yeah, our value, our mid-range, our value. It's going to keep going up. Yeah, well, here's funny. Let, let's take a typical three-bedroom ranch and I'll use Macomb County. Let's say Warren or St. Clair Shores. Before, like the record high for a 1,000-square-foot ranch was 150, maybe 160. 220. Dude, we're getting 175, 180. When's it going to stop? It's not. It's you know not. why it's not going to stop? Demand isn't slowing down. Right. That's the problem. There's there's a, there's, a, there's a shortage of supply. Yes. There's like five we ranches. Just, we just listed 900 houses in Macomb County this month. Wow. 900. Wow. But does that mean? No, that's nothing. We know what's selling, the ones that are done and ready to go, because this is all going back to the old, uh, I don't know, you guys are too young to remember this, but the old Point Dodge days where you got Chuck Riley was out there. He was the sales manager who now owns Parkway Chrysler Plymouth. Mm-hmm. And he would come out there and say, $99 down, $99 a month. People are looking for a payment. They don't want to do any work. They want the house done. Yeah. And if the house is done, the for house sure. is clean, it's gone. It, the, it's gone. And, and they don't care mm-hmm. as long as they can afford the payment. Right. Yeah, but here's my point is we have like what? A two-month supply right now in the market max? About that. Right? Yeah. So there, there's just more buyers than there is. Uh, and then we're, all, and we're only getting more and more buyers because people are having babies. The millennials are buying houses. This, And then people are down – like you know what? The biggest market that's having a problem right now are the, are the baby boomers that are downsizing. They can't find – so this was a downsized unit correct. that I was doing too right. for a baby boomer. So yeah. you, you've got millennials and baby boomers fighting for the same houses. 
Yes. Right? Yes. So it's it's a crazy market. That's not changing. So let's go two more questions deeper in that. Let's go. Let's go what's deep. Ha- what's I happening like with interest rates? They're Inter- going up. In- interest rates are what, 30 years, about four and three quarters right now. Correct. Four, four, four point five nine. Depends. To, yeah. Right. But four and a half, four, four, seven, four five. to five, four seventy five. Okay. Even a even a a, a, a fifteen year fixed is, a fifteen year fixed is like a three point nine five percent. Call it four. So yeah. Four percent. Call it four. Where literally just a few months ago it was three percent. Sure. I know because I got mine at three. Congratulations! <laughs> and you didn't do it. <laughs> you dick, man. I'm sorry, man. I'm a dick. But knowing that rates are going to hit five percent, do you guys feel that that's going to be a stifler in our market? Are people going to say, "Oh, I'm not paying five no. percent"? No. Nope. When I bought my first house, my interest rate was sixteen percent. It's not going anywhere, man. Well, yeah. I, I think we're going to stay stable, even even if it's at six percent. We're still a good deal at six percent. Well, Correct. It's going to stabilize around seven. That's my opinion. Okay. That's what we're going to stabilize around. And, and we're is, going at that. Is point. sacrificing a round of appetizers at Buffalo Wild Wings per month going to <sighs> Salvatore, make right? that's, a, that's a great way? Right. Is that going to make or break you owning a home? Well, that's a great way to put it in today's society. But now let's kill one more thing. Sure. Michigan has a terrible, terrible tax rate for property taxes. We're terrible. You know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. So now that we have the new tax rate in place, we're only allowed ten thousand dollars of a deduction. How is that going to hurt? Nobody's, nobody's yeah, nobody really, about that. Nobody thinks about that. How when, come when I think about that? Because you're, you're in, in the business, dude. Oh, you're in the business. I just, I'm a millennial. I just had two kids. I want to buy a house. I'm not thinking about tax rates, bro. I'm thinking about a nursery. If anything, back. you're thinking about the tax, the bonus of hey, I can write ten thousand dollars off. You're not thinking, oh, I used to be able to write whatever off. And right. I'm getting less now. Nobody changing. thinks about that. No, you're like, it, well, I like the house. I like the front door. I like well, the bedroom. Well, you used to be able to write off a, mil- of a million dollars. Yeah, all of your property taxes and a million dollars in. Uh, a mortgage loan. So me personally, I'm not seeing the higher priced homes paying. Uh, uh, I don't. I'm not seeing the higher priced homes selling as quickly. That market a, is for sure. It's different. Th- that's a totally different, mm-hmm, market. different market. I don't see lakefront where it used to be. Correct. Which I sell a lot of lakefront, yeah. and we don't see lakefront properties selling at those high values yet. Totally. But different. we see the basic human need, the basic necessity home, the three-bedroom brick ranch with the two-car garage and the white picket fence and the dog and the kids and, right. and the whole shot. That basic home is going to be out of touch short. Well, it's already getting out of touch, yeah, man. I mean, 170 for a 900-square-foot no, no, no. house. Affordability wow. for the homes, it, it is and, – and I'm, I'm going to use Vancouver and Toronto. There's oh, these, my God. It's ridiculous. Right? They, they, they went through this already. Yeah. They, they went through all of this, right? And they had outside investors coming in. So they've already gone through this. And that didn't stop, man. I mean, a million. It was like a bungalow was a million bucks in Toronto of like twelve hundred square feet. Right, 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 right. So we're not we're not at the peak yet. I don't think, in my opinion, I think we're gonna go through the. the I, what, where you got to have infrastructure, you've got to have jobs. All this stuff has right. to be in place. Yes. Well, the community has to support. You know, or the, the what is Royal economy. Oak? What is Royal Oak supporting? Restaurants. Think about all yeah. the business out there. There's no manufacturing. There's no building things. I don't. Well, we're building houses, but I I mean, manufacturing is a key to everything. I would say most people that work in Royal Oak either work downtown, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Most people that live in Royal Oak, I should say, either probably work downtown, work. uh, They don't work in Royal Oak, right? A lot of them. them No, but I get what you're saying. Look, to your point, if jobs and our economy is is doing well, Mm -hmm. we're, we're going up. Which right. is true. Amazon just what they just hired eight hundred or they're hiring eight hundred fifty yeah, people. The, I mean eight hundred. When you think money spends twenty five times, okay. I don't, I don't know what that means. I'm, I'm going to explain it to you <laughs> because you're going to get blown away. Okay. 
let let's use this as a uh, let's we used to go on a bu- we used to go on a I'm sorry I, I got to touch you I'm Italian I, I I can't get away from it. what happens is we used to go on these fishing trips every year uh, to Costa Rica okay and we'd have 150 guys. Okay, shut up. Oh, don't man. even look like that. I don't know what that looks like. There's only one thing you do at Costa Rica, yeah, and it's okay. not fish. Yes, it was. Trust me. Okay, so the point is, is we're, we're, fish for in Costa Rica. We, we would all go. Uh-huh. Let's say each one of us brought $2,000, okay? So you got, uh, let's say 100 people. Yeah. You got 100 people times $2,000. That's $200,000. $200,000. Is that right? Yeah. yeah okay, that's what I thought. Deal. No, it's $20,000. It's close. No, it's $200,000. Okay, I'm sorry. So you take the two hundred thousand dollars and but they spend it on the hotel. The hotel hotel spends it on employees. Employees spend it on trickle down. It's all trickle down. Trickle. But at the end of the day, it's each 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 dollar spends twenty five times before it's valueless. So you could take that two hundred thousand dollars, multiply it times twenty five, dude. That's a lot of money. Somebody do the math real wait, quick. Wait, wait, Why wait, am I? What, what as far we, as the what, economic what, effect, you're talking the about. economic effect could yeah, yeah. bring in millions and millions and millions of dollars. Was yeah. it five million? No, it's more than that. It's too early to do math. Dude, know. what are we talking? Wait, 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 wait. What are we talking? What, what's the point of this? Yeah, where, where did this come from? I don't know. I, at <laughs> AT&T, I don't know. No, we're talking. We're talking about the 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 uh, the, the economic uh, impact of jobs yeah. that are letting yeah. it spend towards houses. Correct. And, so that's my point. My point is, we get we have a good economy. That's I mean that's that's strong right now. I mean, and, and things are getting better and better. They, they're not. It's not slowing down. That's why you're seeing rates go up. That's why you're seeing the Fed raise rates. The, the, uh, jo- unemployment's down. Jobs are up, right? So the Fed's trying to control it a little bit by slowing it down because it's growing too fast? Correct. It's going to overheat, Yeah. right? That's the whole point. The Fed doesn't want it to overheat. That's what they're worried about right now. Rates have been so low for so long. They're trying to raise rates because if it starts overheating, you get to you get to a dangerous level. It's got like a weird balance that they're trying to maintain. It's, it, it's not controllable well, in my opinion. Since – what? what February rates have gone up a full point. Has the demand slowed at all on the buy no, side? No, dude. No. It's, well, it's we. I think we. I think we noticed it in our company. Maybe. Maybe we're not there, but I. I do believe that we had a slowdown at towards the end of December and through January and March. You guys had an incredible January. We were busy, man. Yeah, yeah. But you were guys. The majority of your business is also refi. No. You even you told me you're well, not our own at the time. It was like it was ultimately urgent uh, get the refi done before rates are. Yeah, I mean that's yeah that's the sense of urgency, uh, refinancing before this is all said and done. So when I look at it in a different way, the new home purchase market, which was a typical market, would always start in the spring. People got their tax refunds back. Yeah. They had enough money. It started early this year. It started. I would say it started a little bit earlier yeah. this year. I don't think it ever ended. Because uh, there's Listen, such a when the REO market was around, December was our busiest month. Why? Because the banks had to get them, the, yeah, they had to get, get them off, their books. off the books. Books. Right. books. Now it's a little bit different story. Now people are getting ready. We already know that the number well, one data list of buyers, right? Plenty of buyers. So it's like it doesn't Not, really matter for that if that buyer finds that right home in December or June. Mm-hmm. I don't think it matters if it's snowing, raining, sh- sun shining. Too many it's buyers. Just, I think right it's now. the nightclub effect. Well, <laughs> do I need to go into this? Costa Rica? Okay. It's a, no, like, stop I mean, it. Jessica's <laughs> like, what are you talking Jessica's about? Jessica's like, what the night, Here's the nightclub effect. You've got a nightclub that holds 250 people. you got 500 people outside. Who's paying off the, the bouncer to let them in to get the preferred seating in there to get their job, you know, to get to, get a, to place to where everybody to wants to be? It's the same thing, like the values in Royal Oak. Literally, five years ago in Royal Oak, we were selling houses for fifty and $60,000. Those same houses are now $200,000. $200, I bought a 
eighty year old bungalow, fourteen hundred square foot for almost three hundred grand. But you bought yours. It was turnkey. It was. It was. It was not, finished. Oh, don't get me wrong. It's a nice in, house. Right? That's yeah. what everyone's looking Man. for. So, now like my thought. That's exactly what you just. I told you. Ninety nine dollars yeah. down. Ninety nine dollars a month. Did uh, you? Did you put twenty or thirty no, percent down? No. No. You bought it for the payment <laughs> that you could afford no. it, and the anticipation that as you live there, the price of the home will go up. People don't realize it. Investment homes are different than your regular home. Your regular home that you would buy to live in, you have to have a place to live. So you're going to spend money on taxes, maintenance, insurance. Mm -hmm. When a rental home, when you buy it, you need it to go up in value. But guess who's paying for it? The tenant, not you. Right. So that's a whole different ballgame. You have to live somewhere. So it's going to cost you something to live in a house. Where do you want to live? How do you want to live? Your lifestyle of living is going to be the biggest question. Yeah, but my uh, – go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, uh, how, how do you think the the shortage of inventory gets solved? Because in my opinion, like you look out in this, look out in Royal Oak right now, there's, there's not any really empty lots for new construction, right? So we can't build more inventory. Um, you just got to buy well, it's a, it's a problem because Is, are gonna start, are we going to start seeing more uh, looser guidelines and renovation loans, cheaper money on that to do like, how well, do you have to look at the people are going to for less than what they want the, the biggest segment of people buying right now are millennials right, right? and probably but they don't downsizing. they don't want to buy millennials don't want to right they want walkability they want to be in the area they, they don't, don't want to build up in Right. You know, some undeveloped. So before, place. yeah, to your point, someone would go out to the sticks, tear down a whole thing, uh, old farm, build a whole bunch of houses. Unless that's not built, like so that's cool what I'm saying. How, do we, how does it get solved? Because it's not like people are going to go tear down a whole block in Royal Oak. It's not to getting build solved, stuff. man. That's the, my whole point, dude. Well, that's what I'm that's saying. That's what well, I'm telling everybody. I think it's never the renovation loan makes sense because once again, you still have an inventory problem. We, yeah, absolutely, because people don't people don't want to pay big money for a house that they have to renovate and do all this work to. They want it done. Right. That's why flippers are going to become bigger and bigger. I think they are right? going to be bigger. The flipping bigger. is going to be a bigger deal. People flipping houses are going to be making more and more money. I do not see inventory going up because the either. demand is too high. Again, all things equal. If the economy starts faltering, the sputtering, that changes things. People start get freaking out. They start selling their house. I'll, I will tell you this. My, 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 a buddy of mine owns three or four investment properties. I told him, sell them. I said, sell them. You're not going to get more for your money than this year, maybe the beginning of next year. That's probably. I'm uh, like, sell them, take the equity. We know we're cyclical. We go up in yes. seven and seven years up, seven years yes. down. What I tell you, the foreclosure market really started in 2000, 2001 when everybody was laughing and saying, why are you getting into foreclosure? So, so that's the where it's heading. And we peaked in 2009, 2010. Then Obama came in and said, we can't kick people out of their houses. And then he kept them in longer, mm -hmm. reduced the amount of foreclosures or what he called shadow inventory, mm -hmm. knowing there was shadow inventory out there, all that did was drive the prices right back up. Yep. Mm -hmm. well, I think if you were to sell what you have, right, in a, in a market that's already appreciated and probably invest that into an up-and-coming market, uh, that's yeah. probably the play, yeah. right? That's my only issue. I want to sell my house and do the same thing. But where am I going to put the money at? Because I'm not going to go back invest high. It's always buy rent. low, sell yeah. high. Right. Sell and rent. I already got another well, house. Or, <laughs> or, you do that more <laughs> or you sacrifice your quality of living, right? Which isn't what you do to your point when you buy in a, you know, a primary, right? Dude, we're hustlers. We, we yeah. hustle our asses off every day. Who does? You, us, oh, me. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We, we Doesn't work, look like it, but we do. Well, it, which <laughs> is true. Yeah, look. You yeah. see those shoes uh, down uh, there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about my gut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at, at the end of the day, 
we bust our asses every day. Yeah, we do. We don't have a guaranteed paycheck. No. We do what we have to do. And we have a certain lifestyle that we want to we want to live. I mean, we can't go over a certain limit, but we've got to be careful. There's no guarantee what we do. So we're always out there hustling and we want to live good mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Yeah. So you can't live too high, but you don't want to sacrifice that. And, what do you think? What do you think low? the right. effect of uh, legalized marijuana is going to have on our uh, economy? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think it's, I think it's going to be a huge, a huge difference in, in the economy. <laughs> look at Colorado. How much tax revenue they brought in? Look, my buddy lives state, in Colorado, right? and he owns dispensaries, and I, I love him to death. I didn't even know he owns five of them. Euflora, uh, God bless you, Scott Rybicki. But listen. Um, and, and that economy is booming. I'm talking like, so I, I know it's a weird thing to talk about, but it's really not. It's going to get legalized. Marijuana is the penicillin of the 21st century word. So (laughs) so, I I feel so. So here's the deal. It's going to really have an effect there. And it's going to give us even more. like it's going to be legal, by the way, it's going to pass. hundred percent. Sure. It will. Absolutely. It's passing, right? Does anyone disagree with that? No, No. I don't disagree with it. I don't think, personally, I don't think it's going to like make a break or you're, you're going to see a big change. Then again, do you want to You're going to have a whole to, bunch of marijuana millionaires, bro. Do you want to oh, live next sure. to a dispensary? What? I do you want to live next to a dispensary or a grow? Me personally? Yeah. yeah. People come well, over. I'll get, yeah, right. Yeah. You have <laughs> your kids live next door. What are you talking about? The place gets robbed. It's like anything, it's like, right? It's, it's, it's only a big deal if you make it a big deal. So if you, I mean, I wouldn't mind living next to a dispensary with my kids. I just don't make it a big deal. It's just a normal thing. When you make well, it a big deal and make hippie, a big deal, yeah, you're, I'm a huge hit. Well, we were we were in Vegas for the Remax convention and we went to a dispensary just to see what it was about, yeah, yeah, not to just, partake yeah, in anything. Sure. And uh, one of <laughs> one of the one of the things that we saw was armed guards everywhere. Wow. I mean, these guys were in cam, not in camo, in the in the in the desert uh, fatigue, the gray or the beige. Really? Yeah, they had machine guns and they were walking around. Where's this? Pe- where was this? This is in Las Vegas. There's oh. this place called the Reef. I mean, the place must have been a hundred thousand. The Reef, yeah. This place must have been a hundred thousand square coast. feet. And you're and you're saying, holy smokes, they grow weed in that building. It's holy a warehouse. It's literally right a warehouse. Say. And the cabs so are puns. pulling up, and these Bob Marley guys are getting out. What's up, man? And they're <laughs> and the line is long as hell. And these guys and it, it's peaceful it's calm there's no problem yeah, it's cool man like you said it's just business and i think i think the way you were saying it, it was i don't mind it if you don't pay attention to it right. if you don't give it the credibility it is it is crazy i was in uh reno i went to tahoe skiing blew my knee out bad bounce yeah but right. uh you should not be i uh, <laughs> i uh pulled up at, at a uh it was like some type of store next to it i don't know it was like a uh uh, convenience store next to a dispensary, and I watched the traffic in and out of this dispensary. It was crazy. I mean, there was literally everybody smokes pot, dude. Ten the, people every thirty seconds was it out of the dispensary in and out. into the convenience store. This <laughs> is like a, a beaten I think path they sold snacks there. I don't know. <laughs> Either way, it was wild. And uh, I do believe, yeah. I mean, it will have some type of effect on the economy, some? but I don't think it's. I mean, okay, so let's say it makes five, ten thousand more millionaires. I think there's. There's probably a million millionaires in the United States. It's not that. It's There's the, probably I, more than so that. I, yeah. I think it, could, it has a, it has a lot of potential to have a huge impact on the economy. I don't think it will live up to that potential because I, I think when they pass it, 
um, they could use that extra revenue for so many things, right? Everyone bitches about the roads. We could fix the roads with it. Everyone bitches about the registration fees, gas taxes, right? Let's All these extra there. taxes school, that we lottery, have. Lottery f- funds the schools, and we're still right, subpar. Yeah. Texas right. shit out of pocket. Get rid of all, this, all the extra ta- taxes and dude, stuff, dude, but they're dude, not going to do that. I'm no. not talking about if you want to really depend on the state to like give us. No, yeah, I'm talking about actual it. commerce, right? I'm talking yeah, yeah. about that's that's the part I'm talking well, about. Well, you have to look at this too, right? Of what? Of the the revenue that it brings is profit to the uh, manufacturer, and what is taxed to the government, the good, the government, right? But Which, what's going to be? I don't think it really matters. Going the the grower is going to make so much money. Everybody's taxed fifty percent, guys. It's, I mean, they'll bitch about it, but at the end of the day, they're going to be okay. We're talking a million dollars a day. Emerg- it's it's an emerging it's an emerging market, just like the internet was an emerging market. Cryptocurrency. Uh, I mean, yes, that's yeah. not Can going. Can we buy into it? <laughs> <laughs> I told you last podcast, market? don't buy that crap. Yeah. I didn't lose any money. I know you didn't. Did you didn't make any yeah. either? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, no. I just think like so for me. I know it's a topic. It's a weird topic to talk about, but uh, it's going to. I don't happen. think it is. Yeah, you're right. So like, it's going to happen. We're going to have this infusion of capital in our economy, and I just think it's going to add to the the uh, the uh, overall shortage of houses. I think we're going to be just be making more and more money. Is my point. My point is our economy is going to continue to get better because there's different ways of creating wealth right now. So who's going to stop it? Nobody. Yeah. It's not changing. The only thing that's going to stop it is the economy. Well, if the economy crashes, that's what stops it. How's the economy going to crash? White There's House. a million different ways. Dude. No, I'm, I'm, it, we're one bomb rates, away. Rates, rates we're go up. one bomb away from you sh- yeah. Okay, we're one yeah, bomb away. That's, that's pretty crazy because you say that. But in the era I grew up, every time we had a war, we had great economic stability as soon as the war was done. Right. You, but that's not what happened last time we had a war, dude. We got – we got, we got never-ending Remember uh, 9-11? Shit that wasn't hit. a war though. It, <laughs> I mean, what was it? It was that never was a terror f- attack. That was totally that's different. That's what I mean by that. When I say one bomb away – Terrorist right. attack, right? We don't know who we're fighting anymore. That's different. Yeah, correct. Right? Yeah, Wars yeah. stimulated the economy because there are people working. They create right? the machine yeah. well, starts moving. Listen, I think the bigger the bigger problem of it all, right, isn't uh, the economy. It's not war. It's it's not like some new emerging. It's the fact that uh, the population now is x times the amount it was in the fifties and the forties when most of these homes are built in these neighborhoods where people want to be. Yeah, where do we peak? Right. Well, where where do we go? Right? right. I mean, people have to either move out of state and go to another emerging market, like for example, where there's a lot of land, Colorado, lots of new construction going up in between Denver and the other cities. Right. Or the UP. The UP. The UP. <laughs> it's a new hot market. Other oh, areas. No, don't I mean, go up there. Don't be cutting down trees. Southeast the Michigan, for the most part, is already established. I mean, all the homes are built. There's not a lot of land. Well, you could get work. out of Macomb County and Oakland County and move a little bit higher north, even Genesee or yeah. Or but Saint dude, Clair. I live right. But as a young guy, as a young kid who like, wants no, to be right. around, right where where everything's going on, millennials don't want to. You either are going to pay. I mean, you're either going to bite the bullet and pay a ton, or you're going to move away and go to or where build the other up. cool places. And depending where that place is, it's it's going to be tough. That's why I feel like a lot of people move out to. Uh, Oregon and things like that. It's Oregon. Oregon, <laughs> Oregon, whatever, dude. It's Oregon but trail. at the end of Oregon. the day, uh, you have to think like uh, – No, Sal has a good – you have a good point. I mean, the, well, the, I think your it's, point is valid. I think it's the point that there are way more people than There's there are humans, houses. Right. And, there, and, and millennials are creating more humans, right? There's humans creating other humans. Yeah. Just, They're probably not having yeah. you know, six or seven like our parents' parents had, right? I mean, no, it's like two. 
Right. Three, it's actually two, it's three. actually it's actually two like two point one. Right. In order to sustain the human race, you need to have like two point three people per family. Really? Yeah. In order to I, if you have three kids, you're an idiot. But if I'm you sorry. have if you have two if you have, if you have two you're I, I got, got two and it's hard. I got five. Okay. You're gonna have a third. Man, what? You got five. Kids. You have five kids. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. Well, I, that makes sense though. <laughs> That's <laughs> why he's hustling. And you have to think above me on that too. I mean, uh, the the rate of divorce, right? So you have all these like uh, plugged in families where you've got you know two kids from one marriage, two kids from another. One new kid. So you're saying big that family families. structure, family structure is a big driver. Where you force. put a five fam, you know, a five well, it's person the same, family. You're, you're, you're right because those right. people are not the ones that are living in downtown urban areas. Those people are the ones that need a bigger home. Uh-huh. You know, I just had somebody yesterday I need a five bedroom home. Five bedroom home. Who needs a five bedroom home? Not a lot of people. So the demand for those big family homes is not there. What and what's used funny to be. is, is if you look at the homes, like I said, that our parents' parents grew up in. Or, or my parents grew up in, right? They had six, seven sisters, brothers that they, they in grew a 1200 up. square foot bungalow. Yeah. In Detroit. Yeah. Right. Yes. And it's like, man, how did you even live? Well, we shared, you know, me everything, and her shared in a room. everything. We shared, her yeah. shared yes. a room. Yes. We One shared bathroom. a bungalow. Right. It's crazy. So right. at what point do you think, uh, and this is just another thought that came to my head, but like what that white picket fence, single family home, American dream, what point does that change? And we start looking like you go to South Korea, right? Or Japan. Everything's up or down, right? They have the city under a city. There's houses well, that's right. what they going used down. to do in Italy. Going up. Condos. When do you think that well, the American when, dream changes? Well, it depends on where you're at. Like New York's like that. Right. 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 Well, I believe it. But to South Point, there's no place to go. There's no, there's well, no, you build there's, up. There's I mean, no other place. Even to, look at the skyline in Royal Oak. They're building new lofts. Listen, right. when but, you go, we used to be, you when you used to be in Europe, like say, I could use Italy because I'm Italian. The, you know, the grandfather lived on the main floor. Then when you they build when up, with you the kids. build up, yeah, you keep we, building right. up. All yeah. of a sudden you're at four or five stories tall. That's you know, and they, all they do is move downward as the older people go downward and the younger people move upward. They're compounds. Yeah. Well, basically, I'm not going to say it in that type of fashion but it looks that way even in new york you got duplexes in new york and you've got you know the parents living downstairs the kids living upstairs until they can afford their own places you have townhomes with three four units i think i think we could end up pricing ourselves into a a problem like california i mean uh, my ex-partner had a house next door to his that was a 900 square foot asbestos sided ranch with no basement and no garage it was three bedrooms okay that was 600 grand what Yes. In California? Hey, but in the California. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. like, where? Yeah. No, my buddy works at the Bay Area. He's a loan officer. I mean, he- The Bay Area is worse than all of them. It's crazy. There's well, like three houses for sale. Like, yeah. It's crazy. If you look at it, right, with all the money in California and everything going on, there, once you, I mean, there is a ton of uh, free land available too. Now, is it developable land? Where? Like California. Yeah, but that's what they did to Stockton. They developed all right. this land in Stockton. And then guess what up, happened? Right. Destroyed everything. Yeah, it fell apart. Yeah, it, it, fell apart. Yeah, it fell apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fell apart. So you, you can't afford – the whole idea is you can't afford these huge prices uh, and basically it's going to take the people that are um, – Affordability affordability is going to get screwed up. That's it, Right, because you've got multimillionaires over there and, and they have the highest – Here's the highest what's going to happen. Poverty well, rate of the whole country. Here's what's going to happen. Right. As affordability oh, – do you want to have something? Yeah, something? Oh, I was just going to say you don't want to build a neighborhood around – the people who can't afford, right? I mean, you you do, I suppose. It, it's a, a noble effort, but like you said, that's what happens to an area where, well, we can no, no one that lives here could afford to live in L.A. Right. right so right, right. now we all live in Stockton, which you know, ends but up, it's too far away, and then the commute right. doesn't make sense. Then they're out of work. Businesses because, don't want to go there. Right. Blah blah blah. Correct. Correct. 
Do you want me to tell you what's going to happen? Yeah, go ahead. I, 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 I like it. The, you're see, pretty I, good at this. You're young. Future, you're yeah. so young. You get it. Uh, I'm relatively. <laughs> he young. knows everything. Yeah, I, I'm always right. Just so you know. Um, Once you were wrong. When? Because you thought you were right, wrong, but you were right. Right. You're right about that. <laughs> so here's what's going to happen. Affordability is going to get crushed. Right. It's yes. going to get worse and worse and worse. People can't afford. Here's what's going to happen, and it's going to be a problem. And I don't condone this, but this is the reality of what's going to happen. Lenders are going to come out with different products to make yep. affordability happen again. Arm loans, interest only, are going to come back. You're going to start seeing because they, they got to keep the machine moving, right? And, and then history repeats and itself. And then we fall right back into the poop, right? right? Zero doc this way, this Dude, way. Dude, and, and that freaks me out more than anything else on the planet. I don't care about interest rates going up. I don't care about this. I want to hold our industry like safe, like like what on a good solid foundation. The moment we start getting interest onlys and all these no income no, if that starts happening again, I'm gonna freak out. I'm gonna freak out over it because that should not happen, but it's going to. That's You're right. You're gonna write a lot of loans. Yeah, I'll write a lot. Of, uh, <laughs> make a shitload of money, and then it'll you, freak yeah, out. Yeah, you better, you better save the money because then, <laughs> yeah. then you'll use it to buy those homes for well, half the price, guys. But it's the reality. Of what's going to all of a sudden? Right. It's going to be like a, a, a one year arm. You're going to get into. Well, history tends to repeat itself. It's going to because because yeah. you can't sustain the affordability unless you do right. Right. Well, and it, it's tougher. They do a teaser rate right up front. Hey, your payment's two hundred dollars cheaper. Can you afford that? Uh, it's it's just a tough problem, I'll and I think lose it. It comes all the way down to uh, <laughs> just the population, I think, you know, worldwide. It's nuts. I mean, just look at a graph. What do we do? What? We, what I don't graph? even know what Builders can't keep up with building the homes <laughs> No, you can't enough. find the trades. You, ca- you can't find the trades to keep up. And the builders could keep up. Everyone in the past have- 30 years who has been born has been taught that, you know, you don't want to work with your hands, man. You want to see the computer true. all day, this, this right? Is true. So yeah, now all of a sudden true. we have a whole bunch of unskilled people but that's who want a turnkey house who either have to build new or buy a flipped one, right? Right. right. What do you do? Right. right. Well, hey, if you want to buy a new house, you can pay $600,000 in Royal Oak or you can move out to Westland and buy a $300,000 house. What do you want to do? Well, I don't want to live there. Tough shit. <laughs> you know? Well, that's ba- that's basically what happened. Not yeah. just saying, right? Yeah. You know, an obscure area where. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> sorry to everybody in Westland. Don't mean it like that. Come on, everybody. All right, guys. I mean, that's that's our show. Um, Tony, why don't you tell everybody how they can get a hold of you, man? I don't know how they get a hold of me. What do you mean? Uh, oh, <laughs> what's your cell phone? No, 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 no. <laughs> here, I live, I live over here. I'm, ho- I'm holding you right now. Yeah, no, you, you can call my office, 586-773-4400. Uh, just ask for me. Yeah? They'll find me. Mr. Raffin? That's it. All right. You are just north of the Nautical Mile, correct? We are just north of the Nautical Mile. We There's have a lot of cool mile. places around. Yeah. Nautical Mile is having some. The restaurants have been yeah. phenomenal around. I don't there, even know Nautical Mile. Is. Golden Chopsticks. Golden Chopsticks. Just man. ate there yesterday. They got some of the best soup so there good, is, man. Dude. Then we so got this good. cool little brewery Sounds called Baffin Brewery. Yeah, yeah, Baffin. Uh, just north I hear of a lot Ten about Mile. Baffin. This right. place is jammed all the time. All right, you two bears. Enough about the food. Good stuff, man. People want to know where to go. This this podcast is brought to you by Golden Chopsticks. When you're done, go down have a beer. Baffin Brewing Company. <laughs> uh, Brad Weisgerber, thank you for being on today. Thank you, you Yeah, Tony, thank you very much. Thanks you, for you're, all, you're our best guest it. of all time. Oh, it's our first show. Let's do it again. Uh, Salvatore, thank you. Jessica, we gave her headaches with her with the volume. We're just yelling into the mics all the whole time. <laughs> you guys are fine. Thank, thank you. you, Jessica. Thank you. All, right, all right, that's it. We're out. Have a great day, guys.